The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Good Friday morning, bracing for a bombshell. The city of Memphis is on edge this morning. It is January 27th. This is today. Murder charges. This was wrong. This was criminal. Five former Memphis police officers accused of brutally beating a young father, Tyree Nichols, after a traffic stop. Body cam footage set to be released in a matter of hours. From what I hear, it's going to be horrific. The victim's mother pleading for peace from protesters. We're live with the very latest. Looking up. A rally on Wall Street as the economy shows signs of improvement. But layoffs, inflation, and a potential recession still major concerns inside the numbers straight ahead. Surveying the damage. Ukraine picking up the pieces following a wave of Russian missile strikes. President Zelensky accusing Russia of targeting the power grid, trying to plunge major cities into darkness in the heart of winter. As we learn the timeline for when U.S. tanks could arrive, we're live on the ground. Courtroom drama. Prosecutors began to lay out the case against Alec Murdoch with the first responders who encountered the accused at that bloody murder scene. Did he ask you uh, to confirm if they were dead? He did. He asked multiple times while I was on scene. The defendant emotional as we learn why he claims his wife and son were killed. We'll have the very latest. Those stories plus on the mend again. Another accident for Jay Leno just a few months after the garage fire that landed him in the hospital. What happened that left him with broken bones? And add it up, a first look at some of this year's Super Bowl commercials. Reunions, rock stars, and plenty of nostalgia. What to watch for on Super Bowl Sunday. Today, Friday, January 27th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Friday morning. It is going to be a big football weekend. Epic. Eagles versus Niners, Bengals versus Chief. And if you just watch for the commercials, we see you. And we've got you covered as well. A lot of big pe- people I enjoy are in those commercials. I can't wait to see those. Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot to get to yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. It's been a busy week. We've got some good news for the economy to tell you about that key number showing that last year ended on a positive note. The economy growing more than expected, even as these recession fears loom. Tom Costello is going to go unpack those numbers for us. Meantime, don't look now, but here comes the cold. Al says we are bracing for some frigid temperatures, the coldest in more than a month. And he says we're not going to like what's coming behind it. His forecast is just ahead. But we're going to begin this morning in Memphis. This is a city on edge bracing for today's release of Tyree Nichols arrest video. He was hospitalized and then died three days after a traffic stop. The five Memphis police officers involved were immediately fired and charged with murder yesterday. At a vigil last night, his mother called for peaceful protests. NBC's senior national correspondent Tom Yamas is in Memphis for us this morning. He was at the vigil last night and joins us now. Tom, good morning. 
Savannah, good morning. The Memphis police chief is sharing new details about that video. She says they're going to post it on YouTube sometime after 7 p.m. Eastern. They're choosing that time to make sure children are out of school and businesses have closed in this area in case there are protests. We've also learned at least four of the five officers have bonded out of jail. And now President Biden asking for calm here in Memphis. This morning, Memphis bracing and officials begging for peace as video is set to be released showing how 29-year-old Tyree Nichols ended up like this and later dying while in police custody. Overnight, a prayer vigil at one of Nichols' favorite spots, a Memphis skate park. His mother sending this message to the city. I didn't see it, but from what I hear, it's going to be horrific. But I want each and every one of you to protest in peace. Five fired Memphis police officers have now been charged with several crimes, including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and kidnapping. The actions of all of them resulted in the death of Tyree Nichols, and they are all responsible. The footage, which has been viewed by Nichols's family and their attorneys, but not yet made public, shows a January 7th traffic stop and a confrontation with those officers. Then, an alleged beating the family describes as similar to what happened to Rodney King. This morning, Memphis's police chief describing her reaction when she first saw the video. I was outraged. I was, um, it was incomprehensible to me. I don't think I've witnessed anything of that nature in my entire career. You're going to see acts that defy humanity. You're going to see um, a disregard for life. According to the family's attorneys, an independent autopsy found Tyree suffered from extreme bleeding caused by a severe beating. But it's still unclear exactly what happened. Police say they pulled Nichols over for reckless driving around 8.30 p.m. that night. A confrontation followed. Pepper spray was used and Nichols fled on foot. There was another altercation uh, at a nearby location at which the, the, the serious injuries uh, were experienced by Mr. Nichols. After some period of time of um, waiting around afterwards, he was taken away by an ambulance. Nichols would die three days later, the incident now being investigated by local, state, and federal authorities. Two members of the Memphis Fire Department, who were part of Nichols' initial patient care, were also fired while an internal investigation continues. He absolutely will plead not guilty. Defense attorney Blake Ballin is representing former officer Desmond Mills Jr., who posted bail overnight. You haven't seen the video, but I'm sure you've seen that photo of Tyree Nichols in the hospital. I have. When you saw that, what did you think? It looks like somebody crossed a line, and I believe the proof will show that Mr. Mills is not one of the officers that crossed that line. At least one of the other officers charged, Emmett Martin, plans to plead not guilty. That, according to his attorney. We've also learned that several of these officers were part of the Memphis PD Scorpion Unit. Now, that's a specialized unit that targets auto theft and gang-related activity, but it's still unclear, and investigators haven't said why this unit was the unit that stopped Nichols in the first place. Savannah? 
Tom Yamas in Memphis for us. Thank you. I want to turn to NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, for more perspective. And I mean, you see charges coming this swiftly. It certainly suggests that prosecutors feel they have a very strong case. Yeah, look, these cases are never easy. Convictions are never the norm. It's not always the case that it's a slam dunk. But clearly, the prosecutors must believe that the video is so compelling in this case. And we haven't seen the video, but we have heard it described time and again as simply horrific. Prosecutors must believe that the, the video is going to make their case. Because as you know, Savannah, the defense is always the officer reasonably believed that his life or his fellow officer was in danger. We'll see the video a little bit later today. The key charge here is second degree murder. That is essentially the most serious charge that could have been pressed here under these facts. Yeah, under these facts, it looks like this is the highest it could go because second degree murder, the basic issue there is that the officers must have been reasonably certain that what they were doing that day was going to kill Tyrese Nichols. You didn't have to intentional killing. You didn't have to intend to set out that day. Imagine you and I get in a fight. I pick up a bat. I hit you over the head. I should know that that could reasonably cause your death. Even if I didn't walk into that fight intending to kill you premeditated, it doesn't require that. But it does require you to be reasonably certain that that could happen. All five officers here have been charged identically. All the same charges. We've already seen at least one defense attorney saying something happened to this young man, but my client is not the perpetrator. Tell us how this dynamic might unfold as we go along yeah, here in the watch, investigation. Yeah, watch for the finger pointing to happen. And we saw this in the case of Derek Chauvin, that former Minneapolis police officer, where, you know, the other officer said, I didn't do it, but look what he did. That's what that's what you could potentially see here. And you hear the defense attorney setting it up, saying a line was crossed, but it wasn't my guy. I think that's what you want to watch out for. But you also see the prosecutors making interesting charging decisions here about official misconduct and even mentioning at the press conference yesterday, you don't actually have to be the one that is physically hindering him. If you're sitting there and you're watching it, you have a duty to intervene. And so that's part of the charging decisions here. There were a lot of other charges. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of, I mean, kidnapping among them? You, you talked about the, uh, you know, the use of excessive force. I mean, essentially, they're throwing the book at these defendants. Yeah, it shows that they think they have a really strong case. Again, likely tied to what's on that video and wanted to make an aggressive decision to go after them as hard as they could. All right, Laura, thank you very much. Well, let's move now to the war in Ukraine. Several major cities are still surveying the damage from those Russian missile strikes. As we learn that U.S. tanks may not arrive there anytime soon, NBC's Raf Sanchez is in Kharkiv, Ukraine for us now. Hey, Raf, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Some areas of Ukraine still struggling to get the electricity back on after those Russian strikes targeting the power grid yesterday. President Zelensky says this is a deliberate tactic by the Russians to hurt civilians in what is turning out to be a cold and punishing winter. This morning, Ukraine battered but defiant and picking up the pieces after a wave of deadly Russian missile strikes launched just hours after the West's decision to give battle tanks. 11 people killed, according to officials, and the attacks aimed mainly at Ukraine's power grid. (inaudible) President Zelensky saying every Russian missile against our cities, every Iranian drone used by terrorists is an argument why we need more weapons. The president also telling Sky News about family life during wartime. I think that they love me and it's not about thinking. I feel it. His young kids, who he sees rarely, forced to grow up fast. All our children, adults, and all of them, they speak about war. As heavy fighting rages, a race against time to get NATO tanks into action. 
The German Leopard 2 is likely to reach the battlefield by the end of March, according to Germany's defense minister. The American M1 Abrams, many months, perhaps even a year from reaching Ukraine, U.S. officials say. Before the war, Sergei Kozub was a tour guide. Today, he's a military volunteer, and his tours showcase Russia's destruction in Kharkiv. This is a tailor's shop totally destroyed by a Russian missile. But then he takes us to a place you won't find in the guidebook. So we can't show you the outside of this building in case it helps the Russians target it, but this is a warehouse where volunteers are stockpiling supplies. Inside, medical supplies, blankets, even baby food. Sometimes the easiest meal for soldiers in the trenches. Whatever we get for the Ukrainian army immediately goes to the front line, he says. The moment we get it, we ship it immediately. Ordinary people pulling together and working for victory. And the Kremlin spokesman today suggesting President Biden could end this war and end it quickly if only he would put pressure on Ukraine to surrender. That, of course, is something the president has said he will not do. Hoda. All right. Uh, Raf Sanchez for us there in Ukraine. Thank you. Let's move now to some mixed messages on the economy here at home. Wall Street received good news on Thursday, the GDP beating expectations. But it comes as we hear about layoffs, especially at tech companies. NBC's Tom Costello is here to tell us what it all means. Tom, a little confusing, a mixed bag. So is this good news for the economy or bad news? Yeah, mixed news, but the bottom line is that the data shows the economy remains resilient, at least for now anyway, uh, and a mixed bag. But here's the good news. Concerns, of course, about the potential recession, they continue to loom. But that 2.9% GDP stat was better than expected at the end of 22, the economy still growing as of the end of December. Another good sign, consumer spending was still strong, and most indicators suggest inflation is cooling. It's well off the 40-year highs that we saw mid-year. We also got good news on the jobs front. New jobless claims last week were lower than expected. But as the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates seven times now to tame inflation, we are seeing layoffs, especially a big wave of layoffs in the tech sector and others, too, including Dow Chemical, IBM and Hasbro. Overall, there are still more jobs than workers to fill them. The unemployment rate still at a 50 year low. So a real mixed bag, as you said, layoffs, but a low unemployment rate. Rising interest rates, but still solid economic growth so far. Yeah, you talked about good news on consumer spending. What about the ways Americans are saving? What are you learning? Well, the evidence suggests that people are starting to burn through their cash reserves and are now building up credit card debt. And the concern is that people who have been laid off could quickly burn through those cash reserves and any severance they get. So rising credit card debt really is not a good sign for the economy. So here we go again with the Fed. They're deciding on whether or not yeah. they should raise interest rates. What do you think will happen? Quarter point uh, hike, another one is expected next week. And most economists, most experts think we could see yet another hike after that. That may be it, but the economy is clearly cooling. And the concern is that if the Fed hikes too many times, uh, the economy could turn negative. We could go into a recession sometime this year. But again, at the end of last year, strong economic growth. So really kind of a head scratcher. All right. Tom Costello for us there in D.C. Tom, thank you. All right. Craig is with us back from assignment in South Carolina. Now, this is a story yeah. a little farther away from Earth about an asteroid getting yes. a little close. Yo, Some good close, news. Close. Close. Savannah, hold up. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. NASA calling it a, quote, 
very close encounter for Earth. An asteroid about the size of a delivery truck passes within 2,200 miles of the Earth's surface. This happened last night. The flyby happened over the southern tip of South America. Scientists are calling it one of the closest approaches to Earth ever recorded. But they added there was no concern because NASA's Impact Hazard Assessment System. Yes, that is a thing. It's called Scout. Uh, it had ruled out a direct hit. <laughs> okay. But while you I were think, sleeping last night. I think I heard it. Or maybe that was snoring. <laughs> That's prob- next probably me. Mike. Yeah. It's probably Mike. All right, let's say good morning to Al. What you got? Hey, well, Al. guys, we are looking at some of the coldest air <laughs> of the season getting ready to come in since Christmas. As we show you what's happening, uh, normal January highs right now. Fargo is about 14. That's five degrees cooler. But Rapid City, you're a little warmer. Milwaukee, Omaha, Minneapolis, all a little warmer than average. But then tomorrow morning, look at these wind chills. It's going to feel like four below in Rapid City, 10 below in Minneapolis. Chicago, you've got a wind chill of 10. As far south as Wichita, wind chill of 25. Sunday morning, Springfield, Oklahoma City, Lubbock, Valentine, uh, Nebraska, I should say. We're looking at minus 19 for a wind chill. Chicago, you're going to feel like 13. This is the leading edge of this cold air, this clipper that's going to bring some snow to Chicago. It's going to dive deep this cold air from Canada into the U.S. as it does. Look at these temperatures. Anywhere from below zero all the way down into the 30s as you get far south to Memphis, Nashville, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City, Dallas. Monday and Tuesday behind that system, we've got winter weather developing to begin the week. We could be looking at sleet, freezing drizzle, and ice from Texas on into Tennessee and to the north of that, some light snow. So it could be some big problems coming as we get into the beginning of next week, but furnaces are going to be clicking on this weekend. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up inside the courtroom at that high-profile trial of Alec Murdoch, dramatic testimony from officers, what Murdoch reveals in his 911 call. Craig was right there at the courthouse. He'll have all the details coming up. And then we are taking a turn and sharing a sneak peek at some of this year's Super Bowl ads, big celebs, nostalgia, reunions. We'll be talking all about it. But first, this is today on NBC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back now, 7.30. It's Friday, January 27, 2023. Check it out. A live look. Lincoln Financial Field in Philly and Arrowhead Stadium oh. in Kansas City. Go Birds. They're going to be packed, baby. Uh, this weekend's conference championships in the NFL. You got your team. All I know. What's down. funny because you kind of root for yeah. the Chiefs because Dell, yeah, your right. son, roots for the Chiefs. Yeah. I root for the Eagles because my husband grew up in Philly. Yeah. And he's an Eagles fan. Can we still be friends? We can still be friends. Okay. Unless let's see they what both get to the Super Bowl. Then let's see what we get down yeah, to. Then we break I think up. it might be a thing. Okay. All right. Let's check out your 730 headlines. Jurors reached a guilty verdict yesterday in the case of an Islamic extremist who killed eight people on a Manhattan bike path five years ago. Seifullo Saipov drove a rental truck at least 10 blocks down the path, hitting nearly a dozen pedestrians and bicyclists. Prosecutors say he did it to get the attention of a terrorist group. Well, he now faces the death penalty or life in prison. The National Archives is now asking all former presidents and vice presidents to conduct an assessment to see if they might have any classified materials still in their possession. Under the Presidential Records Act, those records must be turned over to the archives by the end of their presidential or vice presidential terms. The request comes in the wake of controversies surrounding classified documents found at the homes or offices of President Biden, former President Donald Trump, and former Vice President Mike Pence. All right, let's move now to South Carolina. The double murder trial of Alec Murdoch resumes this morning. The prosecution will continue to lay out their case after the jury heard some dramatic testimony yesterday. Craig has been following that story. In fact, was there yesterday for us. Hi, Craig. Hey, Savannah Hoda. Good morning. Good morning to you once again. Prosecutors say that the former attorney, Alec Murdoch, claims to have found the bodies of his wife, Maggie, and youngest son, Paul. But they say it was part of a ruse to cover up his numerous crimes, allegations that Murdoch has denied from the beginning. Yesterday, the jury saw police body cam video from the scene. They also heard Murdoch's call to 911, and they were presented with the first witness testimony of the trial. This morning, new evidence in the Murdoch double murder trial. Prosecutors presenting body cam videos showing the crime scene and the weapon they say was used in the killings for the first time. And also playing Alec Murdoch's unsettling 911 call for the jury. Are they breathing? No, ma'am. Okay, and you said it's your wife and your son? My wife and my son. The prosecution offered the first witness testimony of the case. There appeared to be a large amount of blood around each of them. First responders describing a horrific crime scene. Uh, did he ask you uh, to confirm if they were dead? He did. He asked multiple times while I was on scene. With, with Alec Murdoch standing nearby. Is that they're dead? Yes, sir. That's what it looks like. Murdoch, the son of a powerful legal dynasty in South Carolina, had support from family members in court and was visibly emotional at times. But first responders telling the jury he did not cry that night. Did you ever see him any tears, any physical tears? I did not. I didn't see him cry. Not everyone cries. On the tape, Murdoch tells police the reason he believes his son was a target almost immediately. This is a long story. My son was in a boat wreck a 
months back, he's been getting threats. I know that's that's what it is. Murdoch also mentioned that theory to the 911 dispatcher. Murdoch referring to a 2019 boat crash that killed 19-year-old Mallory Beach. His late son, Paul Murdoch, charged with three counts of boating under the influence. He had pleaded not guilty and was awaiting trial. Meanwhile, the defense questioning witnesses about how potential evidence was handled at the crime scene. Will you do your best not to contaminate anything? And this is your best, to walk in an area where there's blood. And prosecutors honing in on what they argue is a discrepancy. Despite telling 911 he checked his wife and son's pulses, prosecutors say there was no blood on Murdoch. If you were going to try to check his pulse via wrist or neck, would your hands be bloody? If I had attempted, they would have been, yes. So I got to spend some time in the courtroom yesterday to hear some of this this testimony. What was interesting, uh, watching the jurors, um, all of them, from the beginning to the end, I was there for a few hours, completely captivated, hanging on every word from the, the prosecution and the defense, all the witnesses. They were fully engaged. Um, and you know, you've, you've covered a lot of trials. You can usually tell a lot about how a case is going by reactions from the jurors. No reaction yesterday, at least, and while I was there from Murdoch's reaction, they, they said he was emotional at times. Yeah, at times, so yeah. Like well, you, you know, the first day he was emotional when his, yeah. his family was there during the opening arguments. He turned around and he, he mouthed, I love you, to his, his remaining son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked, how are you? And he thanked each of his individual family members for coming. Yesterday, he appeared to get emotional at, at some of the testimony, mm-hmm. hearing some of the witnesses talk about what they saw that night, mm-hmm. what they heard that night. That seems to, what it, that seems to have elicited the most emotion mm-hmm. uh, from Alex. Murdoch. But yeah, we heard the defense in the beginning sort of foreshadow their strategy in terms of putting law enforcement on defense. That's what we started Mm -hmm. to see yesterday. So it's going to be fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll keep watching. Mm -hmm. Coming up, money saving strategies on clothes, groceries. You can even save a few bucks without even leaving your living room. Oh, like that. But first, though, this week's Super Bowl ads are filled with A list celebs. Our Kaylee Hartung has a sneak peek. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, guys. We have still got a weekend of football ahead of us to determine who plays in the big game. But advertisers are already placing big bets. Super Bowl 57 is set to break a record in ad spending. Coming up, we will drop a few hints about the rock stars, the superheroes, and the stunts that brands hope will keep you glued to your couch in between plays. We'll be right back. We are back with In-Depth Today, a sneak peek at the game within the game. This morning, we're getting a first look at some of this year's Super Bowl ads. This is always fun. Yes. yes. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is here. She's got some of the star power that will be on display. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. So before we even know who's playing on Super Bowl Sunday, top brands are already drumming up anticipation for their biggest stage. The game is expected to generate a record $450 million in ad spending now by dropping these expertly crafted teasers, ad agencies are hoping it'll drive up excitement. Fans have come to expect supersized ads for the Super Bowl. But this year, big brands are shelling out even bigger bucks, with 30-second spots going for a record $7 million. Getting 100 million eyeballs on your ad at one time is so valuable, and that's what drives the cost. There's no other event during the year that measures up to it. In a trend that's continued to grow, a who's who of A-list stars has been tapped for the campaigns. You know, I've been waiting to collab. Rappers Jack Harlow and Missy Elliott are collaborating on an ad for Doritos, while Megan Trainer is popping Pringles. Breaking Bad's Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul 
are reuniting for Frito-Lay's Popcorners. And Ozzy Osbourne is dusting off his acting skills for software company Workday. Some brands are leaning into nostalgia, which ad agencies say plays to a wider audience. And Michelob Ultra is running a Caddyshack-inspired campaign, starring Serena Williams, Succession's Brian Cox, and Tony Romo. Young Cinderella story happening right in front of your eyes. For the first time in more than 30 years, Anheuser-Busch will no longer be the exclusive alcohol advertiser for the big game, opening the door to competitors like Heineken. And Crown Royal, M&M's is replacing their spokes candies with Maya Rudolph for their Super Bowl ads. I love M&M's, and you and I love me. The comedian stepping in following the far-right media backlash last year, after the company swapped their female M&M's high heels with more sensible shoes. Downey Unstoppables is taking a different approach, keeping their star a secret. While FanDuel is betting big on a familiar face, four-time Super Bowl champ Rob Gronkowski. The retired tight end will attempt to kick a field goal live during the ad. Brands emptying the playbook to keep viewers in their seats and hoping to score big. Mark my words. Yeah. Watch Gronk make yeah. that field goal back. Oh, yeah. You watch that what's going to happen. Watch, watch, watch oh, okay. him. Here's the thing. I'm old enough, Kaylee, to remember <laughs> when you didn't get a preview of the Super Bowl ads. Yeah. You actually had to tune in and watch them, and that was part of the excitement. Yeah. What changed? This is all about driving up yeah. digital exposure, Uh, right? These brands want more bang for their buck than just that expensive live TV moment. mm -hmm. The goal is to go viral. So yes, some of these brands are going to be releasing their entire ads ahead of the Super Bowl. And hey, as we count down to kickoff, we will reveal some of those exclusively right here oh, only cool. on today. Cool. cool. Fun to see Megan Trainer too. Yeah. Happy I to know. Be there. That's a Very big cool. deal. Thanks, Kaylee. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's turn to Mr. Roker get a check of the weather. Hey, Al. Oh, hey, guys. So here we got a little snow. I mean, again, we have not seen any snow here in parts of the Northeast, but out in the Plains and the Rockies, we got six million people under winter weather advisories and winter storm watches and even some blue Blizzard warnings in parts of the Rockies. You can see this is uh, the beginning line here, that snow coming through Minneapolis. Part of this Alberta Clipper system is going to push through, hustling in over the Great Lakes, moderate to heavy snow in the Rockies for today into tomorrow. Then that system continues to push through. Look at that frontal boundary stretching from New York State all the way down to Texas. Quick burst of heavy snow for our friends in Chicago as it continues to the south on Sunday. A lot of moisture being tapped out of the Gulf, and so we're looking for strong storms from Houston to New Orleans. Orleans, heavy rain, a flood risk. In fact, we're looking at some spots picking up to three to four inches of rain along the Gulf, central Gulf Coast. And as we get to the north, uh, Yellowstone, 10 to 18 inches of snow. So make sure you got your shovel, Kevin Costner. Rapid City, three to seven inches, five to nine in Sioux City, Iowa. Iowa. And we're looking at uh, we're looking at Chicago, two to five inches of snow. That is your latest weather, guys. Thank you. Mr. Roker up next. Backlash over one dad's TikTok tribute to his wife. Why? Why he really didn't work out like Becky planned. We'll explain right after Worked this. Out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. But hang around with you two. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, 
Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance. While kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Oh, we're back with today's Can't Miss. Miss Dylan Dreyer joins the table, brightening up the joint. And here's a debate that parents are having, and it is taking over the Internet. So dad's going viral on TikTok because he posted a video praising his wife. Okay, she took the time to work out while their newborn napped. It's not exactly blowing up for all the reasons he intended. Well, here's what he says. He calls uh, the house a disaster and lists the chores that still need to be done, including dishes and laundry. But he's saying, isn't it so great, you know, that he that his wife he was praising her for like in the midst of all that taking a moment to care for herself yeah well not everyone took it in the nicest possible way not so much uh (laughs) one uh viewer writing uh you've got hands clean another chiming in if this clip doesn't just sum up a mom doing it all at once i don't know what does Beautiful and sad (laughs) at the same time. Well, it seems our own Today Show viewers are just as divided. A live poll online shows about 44% say he meant well and it's sweet, while about 35% say this is horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I I guess the dad told Today.com that they they do split housework and child care. I think he meant well. I, I think he just walked in. Who knows? He walked in the door and was you. like, But yeah. as the internet does, it comes I mean, you. it's like haters going to hate, as huh? Taylor says. You <laughs> yeah. know? In fact, it's Taylor like, Swift might make a song out of this. And by the way, who's to say he didn't then do this nice thing and then go clean up? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. No. But have you ever done that? Have you ever dead stopped in the middle of a total disaster and said, you know what, pause. See, I'm either going to sit. I don't. You and don't? I, and I sometimes oh. wish I would, but I don't. I'm always uh, like, this has to be done. This has oh, to be done. See, I can sit down. Like I can sit in the yeah. middle of it. I wish we I could hear sit. from them about this, what they meant. We well, I think we, we will. I think we will. From your lips to Tom Mazzarelli's ears, <laughs> the couple are actually going to come and join us exclusively here in Studio 1A on Monday. So we will sort it out. Oh, you know, we should make a mess in the studio. That'll tell us exactly a little experiment. Or we surprise uh, them with a cleaning lady. If, yeah, yeah. if you would like to weigh in on the debate, by the way, go to our website, mm. today.com. That is a great right. idea. Love it. Housekeeping love it, right? services for a year. Let's we, go. We can do that, that for yes. them. Ms. Dillon, what you got? of us. Okay. What you got? coming up in All right, well, you mentioned Taylor Swift, Savannah. Well, she has done it again. It was a late night for the Swifties. We are going to show you her new video that has fans in a haze. Oh, Everybody's watching it. To clean up that tub, that looks a little good. <laughs> a little the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.